Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, hello, my beautiful fellow earth angels. I hope that you are having a wonderful week. It's taken me a little bit longer than I was anticipating to get this episode out because I honestly just really had to think and on the topic and let it percolate a little bit because I wasn't entirely sure how I wanted to go about it. But before we get into it, I just want to spill the tea. I am drinking a classic matcha latte, got a little cinnamon sprinkled on top there. This past week, well really these past like couple of months if I'm being honest, but I've been I've been going through a lot uh, emotionally and physically and every time I go through one of these seasons or cycles, I know that it's because I'm about to like go through this really big period of expansion and have a lot of revelations and it's kind of where I feel like I'm at now. I'm kind of coming out of this like very much like down in the depths phase, like shadowy season of my life. But I'm having a little bit more clarity and feeling generally just, I don't want to say optimistic because that's not the right word, but just feeling comfort in the fact that I am protected and that I'm on the right path and in the right place. Like I've received a lot of messages through tarot readings, which I haven't been pulling out my cards much over the past few months. I feel like I've just been very much focused on like analytical science, philosophical, but like more evidence-based ground, like rooted in what is in this physical world kind of knowledge and information because I feel like a lot of times that can be really practical for people who may not be um, quite open to more of the like intangible faith-based kind of knowledge or like some of the stuff that you just have to believe to see or that you have to have had experience with to really understand but I really moving forward am prioritizing integrating both science and spirituality that is maybe not so backed by science yet and maybe never will be because we just simply don't have the tools in this physical plane to measure some of these um, aspects of reality but I don't know anything is possible so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see I guess. I do feel like it's so brutally obvious that many people are coming into their expanded consciousness and being able to connect with entities and guides and whatnot from higher dimensions that may not be so easily perceived by the five standard senses that we've grown up to know about. Um, I believe that there are more senses than that, but that's another episode. So recently I've been diving a bit back into some of the spiritual practices that I had been kind of engaging with previously because I felt like I had to in order to get in touch with the divine if you know what I mean like using uh, sage or using crystals or using tarot or like all of these different more like 
witchy practices, I suppose. I am absolutely someone who is like very analytical science overthinker type of chica, (laughs) Um, which has made it hard for me to feel like really willing to surrender myself to faith and surrender myself to to just innately knowing that there is something greater that the eye cannot see there, that the two eyes cannot uh, look at, but that the third eye can see, if you know what I'm saying. I've just had a challenging time at certain points, whether reading certain books or engaging in certain practices with being okay with the fact that I can't explain something with cold hard science. I believe this stems from some of my own limiting beliefs and insecurities that I won't be taken seriously if I don't have cold hard facts and logic to back up a claim. And unfortunately, in our evidence-based society, this has just be kind of kind of become the norm. People who feel, you know, people who may experience something with their own senses can't necessarily like replicate it for other people and therefore that like invalidates it or makes it not true, which just isn't the case. This is something I've been working on reminding myself of because I've recently gotten back into using Palo Santo. I just actually did a little cleanse before starting this podcast to set the vibe and reading tarot for both myself and for my friends. Of course, I I firmly believe that you do not need any of these things to connect you to God, but they can absolutely be helpful for opening up your creativity and expanding your imagination so that you can really like get in touch with these things that are not so easily perceived by what we are have defined as like the laws of nature because i think that these laws of the universe expand so far beyond what we're currently able to measure scientifically i've also been returning to some of these practices because i recently went back to my homeopath who works with bioenergetic medicine and is honestly the most powerful form of healing that I've experienced in terms of like medical care. And I every single time I've gone for extended periods of time without visiting my homeopath and I start having like bad symptoms again, I for some reason convince myself that it doesn't actually work and that it's just placebo and it's all in my head. But that kind of addresses an important point that it is all in your head in a way. Your path towards wellness is largely guided by your thoughts and your mindset and who you're embodying and showing up as each and every day. So you can be taking all the supplements, all of the herbal remedies, doing all of the exercises, um, both mental and physical But if you are not showing up at the table with the deep internalized belief that you are worthy of feeling good and worthy of achieving this desired outcome of wellness, the body's not going to do shit for you. The body and the mind are so interconnected that if the mind is not right, the body's not going to be right. But if you can get the mind right, and then you are also supporting yourself with these external um, support from this external support from the environment, such as you know supplements and the right food, and give, giving yourself like energetically what is going to support you you on a cellular level. Then voila, we have looking good, feeling good, vibing good, 
all is well. But I definitely don't think this bioenergetic medicine is placebo. I believe everything has a frequency, all of our thoughts, all of our actions, all of the things we put in our body. That is kind of the foundation of this podcast. That's why it's called the wellness wave because anything with a frequency is also going to have a wavelength. It's going to have a wave to it. Um, and, and that's how our world is composed. And obviously that can be really challenging to measure because there are so many contributing factors and so many things vibrating at different frequencies around us at all times. I'm a musician and went to school for music. So this thought just popped in my mind, but a composition is made up a bunch of music notes, which all have sound frequencies and sound waves, right? So the composition of the world is made up of all of the frequencies that are playing a role in the world, whether it's a frequency of light or frequency of sound or a frequency of electrons buzzing around. It's pretty cool stuff. So if you are struggling with some health issues and bioenergetic medicine sounds like a vibe to you, maybe check it out. But like I said, if you are not in the right frame of mind and you do not have the mindset that you are actively on the way to feeling amazing, then that's going to be a serious block hindering you from from feeling like your most aligned, vibrant, longevity-filled self. But I believe it is possible for you. I believe anybody can really find peace no matter where you're at in your health journey that is totally possible for you to live a fulfilling life. And at some point, all of our spirits are ready to move on. And that's just something that we have to accept and not fear, but but rather welcome with open arms when the time comes. But until then, let's live with joy and vibrancy. And that kind of brings me to today's topic, which is that the goal is not to escape the matrix. That's not your goal here. As we grow up and leave childhood or enter adulthood, a lot of us are realizing this system is not for us. Now knowing what we feel and how we think, it can become really challenging to navigate this life where you have to make money to feed yourself, your family, and put a roof over your head. Uh, but it just the way that our society is set up currently of like the nine to five hustle culture, it's not aligning. I believe we're here on this earth in this lifetime to grow and experience love and to create love where each of these little fragments of a collective consciousness that collectively are a web, almost like a netting, but the challenge is a lot of people have started living from a place of fear, of scarcity, of anger, etc. I mean, a lot of people have been living this way since the beginning of time throughout all of their previous lives until now. And, you know, maybe that's why their spirit is still here because they haven't figured out how to to not live that way, right? So this web can become something that feels like a matrix keeping you stuck and trapped. The net goes from being a comfort to catch you from falling to being a spider web that is unforgiving in allowing you to move and wiggle around with the freedom that your spirit craves, even people who aren't consciously living with this fear or stress are still operating from it subconsciously. When you come to the realization that you're feeling this way and it is no longer serving you, it can be really overwhelming, understandably, because you you aren't sure how to get out of this feeling. Now, over the past few years, I've heard more and more people talking about escaping the matrix. 
And by this, they're referring to breaking out of the subconscious programming that's been ingrained into us since we were born through our families and their own projected fears through the media, movies, the news, social media, the education system, our various cultures, and even our past lives, we develop the ego or a sense of identity that serves to give us context in our realities. And I'm sure you've also heard some language surrounding ego death, killing the ego, separating from the ego, destroying your sense of identity, which to me kind of equates to this idea of escaping the matrix. And you may be looking at escaping the matrix as escaping that Again, like that subconscious programming that has kept you limited and stuck. But if you're escaping that matrix, as long as you're here on Earth, you're going to still be in another matrix because that's just how our physical reality works. I also feel that this concept of escaping the matrix gives us this, it like instills this sense of fear or this sense of righteousness of either like I'm here outside the matrix and they're there inside the matrix or oh no, I'm still stuck in the matrix. I'm not living the life that I I am, you know, that is going to make me the happiest or make me feel the best. What's interesting is when I first started collecting my ideas for this episode, I actually was going to talk about escaping the matrix and how that and how to do it. But then as I thought about it more and more, it just stopped resonating. It stopped making sense to me because to me, it's like escaping the matrix sounds like dying, right? That's when our souls are set free from this physical plane. And that's not what we're here to do. We aren't here to detach our spirits from our physical bodies. That's what happens when our spirit decides it's ready to move on and leave to the next life. What we're here to do is to learn how to integrate our spirit with our bodies and to get them to work together. So again, that like the, e- the higher self and the ego or the identity and the spirit. These things are a really, really strong marriage, a strong union that is helping you navigate through this life so that you can eventually get to a point where your spirit has learned the lessons that it came here to learn. I understand what these creators and coaches are talking about when they're saying that you, you know, here's how to escape the matrix. They're talking about jumping out of this like societal norm, societal standard for how your life should look. I just personally feel that the language can actually be doing like more harm than good and just continues to perpetuate this sense of division and polar polarization of us and them, of, of awake and asleep, of sheeples and wolf for whatever. Recently, I've been going through my own internal conflict regarding the matrix, quote unquote. I've been feeling a bit financially uncomfortable and stretched thin. I've been doing contractor work and working on building my business, but uh, this is happening while dealing with a lot of physical and emotional health challenges. So it's just emotionally exhausting. And I I am definitely one of those people who feels like this is not working for me. I'd rather be approaching life with the intention to play and explore and just do what feels right in the moment. I feel like I get really trapped into the bubble of seriousness a lot. And I think it's just kind of instinctual for me. But I also think it's just been ingrained over the years of like, in order to be a strong academic, you have to be like super serious and type A and you can't have fun and laugh and make mistakes and be goofy ever. And again, I feel like that must come from a past life that I feel so strongly about this because I don't feel like my parents put a lot of this pressure on me. 
Uh, They definitely did always talk about how I was like the top student and I was so smart and yada, yada, yada. But it's not like they were forcing me to be that way. So yeah, I don't know. That's another episode. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but I feel like I've been putting all this work in and maybe that's the problem is I don't need to be putting so much work in. But the reality I've been manifesting hasn't caught up to my present quite yet. I know that it will. But it requires that I'm consistent and also that I operate from a place of abundance and knowing that it is possible for me to have what I want right now in this moment. Because at the end of the day, the reason that we want the things that we want are because we believe that they're going to instill a certain feeling in us, right? Like we want to be rich because it'll give us a sense of security or provide us with a means to adventure because we can travel wherever we want or if we have a bunch of nice clothes it's because it'll make us feel confident and beautiful and whatever or have a bunch of nice food because we know it'll be nice to cook a nice meals and feel healthy but the thing is like we can choose to feel those ways right now in the present moment and by operating from that place the things will just the thing the stuff the physical stuff will just find you you don't have to worry about that and let's be honest you can be manifesting things material things that you want but unless you are choosing to shift your mindset in the here and now once you get those things in your life you're still going to be in a lack mindset in a I want more I need more mindset Because think about where you came from and like something that you have now that you didn't have before that you wanted. And now that you have that thing, did it fill a void? Did it make you feel better in the long term? Chances are probably not unless you have a consistent gratitude practice and are already operating from this space. Odds are that you just feel like, oh, I'll be happy when I'll be fulfilled when I have this. I'll be content when I do this job or this project or have these friends. Get what I'm saying? Of course you do because you already know all of these things. I am just your mirror, baby girl. A few weeks ago, I was feeling really stressed and like, oh, I'm not in, I'm not doing the right things. I need to be better and have more. And so I found myself on Indeed uh, looking for a stable in-person nine-to-five job. And it literally, you guys, just made me want to freaking vomit. And while I was experiencing these really misaligned sensations, I kept letting these limiting beliefs creep in, telling me that I have to do it and step up to the plate and that I'm just entitled for not wanting to to have this kind of career that in order to get to the place that I ultimately want to be, I have to use a corporate job as a stepping stone to break past and get in a better, more consistent routine. Yada, yada, yada. F that. I know a lot of us get stuck in feelings of shame or guilt because we're unable to get ourselves to be quote unquote normal and just do what is expected of us. We tell ourselves we're being privileged and we tell ourselves that we're unworthy of having what we desire because we just like haven't worked hard enough or some stupid shit like that. But it's simply not the case. So you may have come to this realization that the way our society is set up really just is not meant for you. It's not working. You feel exhausted, emotionally unfulfilled, and chances are you have this deep knowing that there is something better out there for you. 
So we're obviously all in this process of healing and working through trauma, diving into self-help books, shifting our habits, seeking a therapist, you get the picture, and peeling back the layers to release fears and open up portals of transformation is definitely super, super important, but it can only take you so far. A week or so ago, I came across this video by Cole Hastings called Stop Reading Self-Help Books on YouTube, and obviously it clicked on it because it was like, oh, what is he going to say? But basically, he's just explaining that if you're reading a bunch of self-help books, it's all bullshit if you're not actually applying the knowledge that you're learning to your everyday life. This little animation from Digitally Baffled on Instagram pretty much sums it up. This page explains what you already know. This page explains what you already know, but with pictures. Ah, uh, but this page, this page right here. Oh, am, am I, am I finally going to learn something, something new? Also explains what you already know. Yep, and another one. I just finished watching one of those productivity videos. You know, by these gurus who tell you these things to do more things have you been taking notes oh yeah 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 definitely been taking notes i want to watch more of these productivity videos how long will it take us to watch all of them well based on the number of suggested videos it will take us a lifetime so to gain all the wisdoms we must forego the doings indeed uh, a noble sacrifice a noble sacrifice. <laughs> yep. Go follow this account because it'll crack you up digitally baffled. And here I am being one of those quote unquote gurus. Oh my God, I would literally never call myself a guru. But according to this video, I'm lumped into that category of self-proclaimed guru, self-help advisor, <laughs> whatever. The point I'm trying to make is while yes, my my content is extremely valuable, of course, <laughs> it's not going to do any good for you if you are not actively making this shift, baby. Also, I know I use the word healing quite a bit in this show, but I find myself cringing whenever I say things like we're always healing because it just amplifies this notion that we're broken and constantly need to fix ourselves. The point of healing, like I said, is to tear down those walls and subconscious programming so that you can break through the soul chakra, the eighth chakra. Maybe you've heard of it. You've likely seen it as a lotus flower in images, chances are you've just heard that there are seven chakras. And while that's true in terms of the physical body, there are actually five more according to some philosophies. Anyways, it's essentially our gateway to divine love and spiritual wisdom. It's not tied to our physical world, like I said, but rather it connects our energy and physical body to divinity. So by tapping into this part of our being and really learning how to unlock it, we can move through it with ease and therefore shift through reality. So you might be saying to yourself, well, like I've done all this healing work. I've done all of this stuff. Why am I still struggling so much? And chances are it's because you haven't yet taken that next step to actually shift and embody a new identity because in order to embody this new identity you have to cut ties with a lot of the old parts of yourself and it's impossible to completely cut ties with our past selves right because we have memory and we have history and that's just the way being a human in a singular body works 
But what we can do is wake up in the morning and decide I'm not playing that character that I've been playing for so long because it's not sustainable. Yeah, I can show up and do this work to realign my chakras and to unblock stagnant energy every single day, but it's just going to be exhausting because I'm going to have to keep doing it over and over and over again because I'll never really break the cycle until you make that conscious shift. And there are so many ways to, to do this. You can do like a visualization, a meditation. You can just do any sort of like somatic experiencing. It can be a great way to get into how the version of you that you want to be experiences the world. Something I personally struggle with is a lot of physical pain and just these chronic the chronic tension in my body that's often caused by stress and anxiety. There are probably some other factors hidden in there, but Again, like I said earlier on, is that a lot of it starts in the mind. And so what I like to do is to lay down, close my eyes, maybe have some cacao first or, you know, whatever makes you feel grounded and what makes you feel like ready to kind of settle into an experience. And I like to imagine my consciousness actually going outside of my body. So into like my aura, the surrounding field, or you can even kind of envision all of your chakras kind of lighting up and then being sucked out of you through a funnel and then you kind of have this ball of your consciousness on the outside of you but it kind of takes away from any physical pain that you're feeling because like like a lot of meditations kind of say you know like oh focus on a part of your body that feels relaxed or focus on this or this this, but for me it's like I would get to a point where there was not a single part of my body that I could focus on that I didn't feel some sort of tension or discomfort in. So what is the answer? It's to go outside of your body. And it's not the same as having like an out-of-body experience necessarily, but you can, you know, you can really like send your attention and your being into your energetic field so that that is where the unlocking and the opening and the healing can be done. Because yeah, you've been focusing on healing these different parts of your body. Now it's time to to align the outside of your body, of your physical body, and get into the energetic body so that you can change the pathways within the physical body body and change those patterns holy shit you guys I just listened back to that last little passage because I felt like I was rambling a little bit and wanted to make sure it was coherent I think I did an okay job but uh, that section where my voice gets all crackly um that has literally never happened to me before I have no freaking idea what caused that but can you just, well, I'm sorry. I'm out. Like, I have no words right now. To repeat what I said in that moment was that you need to send your attention from your being into your energetic field. Talking, just speaking of the freaking matrix, what was that? That was a some sort of glitch. I feel like that was my angels and your angels speaking to me and speaking to you that that is exactly what we need to be doing. We need to be focusing not on the body, but on the energy surrounding the body if we are dealing with a lot of tension and pain. Because (laughs) on one hand, I feel like that was our angels being like, hey, listen to this. This is really important. But on the other hand, I wonder if it's like the shadow parts of the world and of ourselves 
and our like demons or whatever trying to interfere so that we couldn't hear that message because it was an important message to hear. <gasps> Anyways, now I'm feeling called to look at the definition of matrix because definitions tell us a lot and can give us a lot of clues and context as to what we are dealing with. So there are actually five different definitions when I'm just look at the definitions on my um, Mac. So the first one is an environment or material in which something develops, a surrounding medium or structure. So gives us the, the idea that we are within a framework. Makes sense because we are in physical bodies. We are in a physical plane. Second definition is a mass of fine-grained rock in which gems, gems, crystals, or fossils are embedded. Ooh, that's really interesting too. In biology, it's the substance between cells or in which structures are embedded. So think of like the the extracellular matrix. So that's what connects all of our cells together. It's like a fluid. Um, And then the third is a mold in which something such as a record or printing type is cast or shape. Fourth is the mathematics definition of a rectangular array or quantities and expressions in rows and columns that is treated as a single entity and manipulated according to particular rules. So that's an interesting one to look at. We'll dive more into that. And then the fifth one is an organizational structure in which two or more lines of command, responsibility, or communication may run through the same individual. Hmm. So these all can give us like a lot of insight. We have a lot to work with here. So here's the thing. In the universe, there are an infinite number of matrices, we can call them. So there is this matrix that you have become familiar with, that you have grown up in, that you are accustomed to. And maybe the goal is to escape this particular matrix, but that's just going to end, you're going to land in another matrix. So you have to be very intentional and conscious about which matrix you're going to end up in because yeah, you can escape the matrix, but you might end up in one that is equally as uncomfortable for you, if not worse, right? But the cool thing is that with neuroplasticity and with, uh, just the flexibility of our spirits and our minds, we can can constantly bounce around, right? We're not stuck in one place. But if you want to make things easier on yourself, then you need to have a clear vision of where you're going. So there's this matrix that we are currently in, but there are an infinite number of possible matrices. And I think it kind of like acts as an ellipses almost where there is the highest point and the lowest point, but the lowest point can also be the highest point and vice versa. That probably makes zero sense. It does in my mind. And I think it makes more sense like looking at it from a visual perspective. I actually think visuals can be really helpful for understanding a lot of these kinds of concepts. But anyways, then there's also the matrices between the matrices and you can kind of like go deeper and deeper and deeper into that rabbit hole. But like, I think the more lost we get and the less like, the less uh, stable and connected to a single matrix we are, the more that other people around us might perceive us as like freaking insane, right? But you might not feel insane internally. You might feel actually completely at home because you're just so flexible and you can choose to be whatever character you want a certain day. So like, I don't know. This is just like me talking based on instinct. I have no idea about what the actual scientific validity of this, but I think about like personality disorders and people who can, can like literally switch back and forth in their brain between personalities. It just makes me wonder if like they're actually not really insane at all, but they're rather just like trapped in multiple realities and multiple, multiple matrices at once. 
I don't know, just a th- food for thought. And I would imagine existing that way could be really confusing because again, the society that we currently have set up and built is not designed for people like that who can flow through these different personalities and different uh, characters. And so if they don't have like a grasp on the fact that like, no, you might not actually be insane, your mind just works a little bit differently, then it can lead to things like depression and anxiety because you feel like something is wrong with you. That's what everybody around you is telling you. And they're trying to medicate you and, and put you into a box where you don't fit where you don't are we are not comfortable it there's not enough room for you in that box to express yourself fully and I'm not just talking about personality disorders but just like people in general right so if you currently feel like you're in a place where you're not fitting the question isn't like do I need to escape the matrix the question is which matrix do I need to jump to which timeline do I need to jump to which which character do I need to embody today Because at the end of the day, like, this is a freaking video game, you guys. We are playing a game here, and life should be playful and fun. And I am the first to admit that I don't always approach life with this perspective. But when I do, I notice a massive difference in my health and my mindset and just how I share my love with not only other people, but also with myself. I don't believe that we came here to suffer. I don't believe any of us are destined to suffer. I think that life throws obstacles our way and it's up to us if we are going to persevere and choose to be greater than suffering. Just before I started this podcast, I found this video by this creator on YouTube called, uh, his name is Stephen Michael or Stefan Michael. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, he's very small, so go check him out. Give him some hype because um, he has this video called Why We Fear Our Higher Self, and he compares you know, just the human existence to Avatar The Last Airbender, which if you have not watched Avatar The, Al- the Last Airbender, you are certainly missing out. Uh, that was one of my favorite shows growing up, but I, he just reminded me of how amazing the whole story and like Aang's journey is you know, he has to save the world, but the only way that he's able to save the world is first by saving himself and healing himself and doing that inner work to overcome his anger and traumas. And that's that's our purpose here is to help other people by helping ourselves first. And of course, there are so many ways to go about this and what it works for you and work for me works for me might not work for somebody else and that's okay because we're all so unique and but at the end of the day we are all coming to the same end just through different means and our journeys might look different but the destination is the same we're all going to the same place that's the goal at least oh now with that i'm going to leave you i think that's a decent sized bite to chew on let percolate and think about for for a little bit. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have any, please uh, either hit me up on Instagram at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod um, for further insights because I love I love connecting with you guys. I think it's really special and I learn just as much from all those around me as you guys hopefully are learning from me. Like I said earlier, I'm just your mirror. All of this is stuff that you already know on a deep core level. And so don't let any like guru or coach make you feel like you have to rely on them to teach you things. 
that you can learn on your own. It is helpful to have somebody like guide you and point you in the right direction and provide you with the toolkit to speed up the process, alleviate some of that pain. You still got to do the work though. Like, like I was saying earlier about those self-help books, they only do so much for you. You got to put in the effort if you want to see the results. That's just the cruel way of the world, huh? But we can make it fun. We can make it an enjoyable and entertaining experience that brings us joy and fulfills us because if you're just handed everything on a silver platter you're gonna grow up like freaking veruca salt and take everything for granted and nobody wants that (laughs) all right well i will talk to you guys in the next episode your angels are there watching over you and everything is going to be okay even if things feel a little scary or dark cloudy right now all right until next time thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the wellness wave podcast if you would like to support me and my show i would be so grateful if you left a spotify or itunes review followed me on my social channels at slock sounds or at the wellness wave pod or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening until next monday have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves